Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's the second hour of Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio, and we are so fortunate to have our good friend and a great friend of the show, uh, the very talented Jim Wexel, who's got a great beard now. And you love the fact that he's got the beard going on because you got to, you know, it could almost be a playoff beard if we were closer, but it's it's not close enough to be a playoff beard yet. But anyhow, Wex, love to have you. Thank you for coming in. Now, I got to ask you something right off the top of my very flat head. Do you remember a time uh, when you saw a defense get ripped for so many huge chunks of yardage as, as maybe this year? I mean, when you think about it, you take a look at uh, against Detroit, and you had runs of 21, 42, 28, 16, 12, and 14. That's a lot of chunkage. Well, you I don't know if you meant this year, but a couple weeks ago against Seattle, yes, that's the last time I saw this kind of chunkage. Right, right. So, but I'm, uh, I'm talking yeah, years past. Do you remember? You, you got a better, better memory than I do. Well, you know, uh, I remember um, – Oh, I was trying to think. They're, they're, you know, when they when they needed a, a nose tackle, and uh, then next year they drafted a nose tackle or got went out and got a nose tackle. Maybe uh, you know, maybe the '99 team before they drafted Kendrick Clancy, mm-hmm. and he wasn't the answer. And then they got Casey Hampton the next year. Uh, you know, stuff like that when they needed a big piece, and you hate to think they need a big piece because they need other big pieces. <laughs> that's true there's truth in that pieces abound Uh, jim yeah what what's that i said pieces abound we have pieces (laughs) we need pieces abound all over (laughs) well you know it was going to happen in 2001 when casey went down but then chris hoke stepped in and proved to be one of the greatest players of all time isn't he 17 and one as a starter he'll tell you 17 and one he'll make sure you know it's 17 and one but yeah i I was the one that kept telling him, hey, you know, you're a 7-0, 8-0. And he would say, stop saying that. And then, then he started taking the count over. You know? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, geez. And the only game he lost was a Raiders game where they didn't even get 100 yards of offense. Wow. Really? Yeah, there were a couple. I think there was a 100-yard pick six of Ben in that game. Yeah. You know, one of those fluky games like that Texans game. Right, uh, right. Yeah. It were just some of those fluky games. And, geez, this was a pretty fluky game. And, you know, I tell you, here's what I wanted to say to you, Wolf, and, and this goes with the chunkage. Okay. The Lions, the Lions proved what you can do with only an offensive line. <laughs> the Steelers <laughs> – that the Steelers prove what you can do when the offensive line is the only thing you don't have, kind of. 
So uh, the result is a tie. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the line's coming better, Jim. Come on. You know, it, it is coming better. better. We're getting, we're, we're, we're making progress. It's been, it's been slow progress, but here, here's the thing about it. You know, you look at these guys individually and then all of a sudden, as they start to gel, you lose both your starting guards. I mean, well, yes, that's why, yes, that's why I, I, I can use that line even with more confidence because <laughs> the rebuilt young line has now had two injuries. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'm not sure that the guys who went in and played are any worse uh, than Trey Turner and uh, uh, Dotson. I, I just don't know. I, you know, I, I think Hasnauer could replace Kendrick Green and possibly improve that line, but I get what the coach is trying to do. Kendrick Green is, is going to be such a good, tough player. I think so, too, and obviously they do. But I think Hasnauer is a little more polished, and you wouldn't have those kind of snaps. It killed you. Right. So, yeah. So that's what I mean about Hassenauer might be, you know, because he replaced uh, uh, Dotson. So I don't know that he's a better guard than Dotson, but Hassenauer might be a better center than Kendrick Green today. Yeah. And Wolf, I think you that made was... that call in the beginning of the year. Well, yeah. You know, I did. But, you know, they decided let's go with Kendrick. And here's the thing. And sorry, Max, I didn't mean to jump on in here, but the no. point is. With with Kendrick, and it's funny because I just interviewed the young man yesterday. First time I got to meet him, and what I what I'm impressed with is his 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 demeanor and his desire to finish blocking to the whistle. Which you know this it's becoming a lost art. You know I think I I wonder how much of you know the the aggressiveness for offensive linemen is diminishing with the fact that there's a lot of these penalties and, and guys like you know they get their block away from it and then they get away from each other. You know, it's like just let a guy go, and I, I love the fact that Kendrick has—he um, plays with a little bit of a, a touch of edge and demeanor, and he likes to finish off uh, guys, slam them to the ground, and that's a good thing. That's a good habit to have. Yeah, I I see why they're using him because of things like that. You know, those kind of nasty linemen aren't easy to come by. Right. So, yeah. And, and go I ahead, Max. You want. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, you know, just to finish this up with Kendrick is, you know, he is getting on-the-job training to be yeah. a center because he didn't get that much in college. And that's right. something where <clears throat> a career center is normally what you're drafting. A career center is what you're normally going after. And for him, there was a lot of potential and upside because, A, he was raw, so you get him with the right coach that can teach him technique, and, B, you can't, you can't teach aggression. You can't teach nastiness, and he came with that. So it's like it just needs some shaping and molding, and I think that's kind of what, you know, the, the, the flaw that you have to deal with right now, but you know that everything he gets now is going to benefit you in the future to make him that much more of a greater leader. But I, I want to turn and I want to ask questions just uh, division of labor is how I'm going to put this, Jim. That's how I'm going to preface it. So that's the headline. Uh <laughs> Minka, Minka, and Ben. If I, if neither one of those can go. Okay, uh, let's start with the easy one, Ben. Uh, again, uh, I don't know. This might be the fourth Tomlin press conference in a row, where um, this time he put a number on the speed of the quarterback he wants next. <laughs> yeah. He put four four on it. Mason's not a four four. So here we go again with this. He wants Michael Vick, and I, I, I think I think 
that kind of runner is out there. And so that may go next year with the kind of replacement for Ben that, that utilizes different uh, uh, parts. Uh, otherwise, Mason, uh, you know, Mason will be, hey, people better get used to this. Mason's going to be your starting quarterback next year. I don't see them bringing in Aaron Rodgers or even Russell Wilson. I can see them drafting a second or third rounder and developing him, and Mason is their bridge. So um, I don't know what else. I, I don't see Haskins coming in to be that mobile guy because Mason showed that in his big run around the edge and then his subsequent ram-butting, head-concussion-rattling right. uh, uh, should have been a, a momentum builder, which it, it, the drive stalled right after that play, which was weird. Yeah, that uh, was. But, uh, you run to get down there, and then you decide to pass the next three times in a row. No, but it was you know, the thing was Mason the train Rudolph. I mean, let's face it, he ran over a guy. I mean, it was tremendous. And he, and he was pretty cool around in that corner, and he was he was he was running. And so uh, I don't know that you need a couple parts to replace Ben in that regard, as far as mobility yeah. and, and uh, pocket. So uh, I do think Ben's going to play anyway. Yeah, uh, but okay. Minka, the Minka thing is is interesting because I'm not sure where Carl Joseph stands on all this, except he got his uh, preferred number eight back, and he looks pretty cool at practice. <laughs> it's like the Carl Joseph of old. There's number eight, and uh, so I don't know where he fits in. I, I think it was you, Wolf, that had said something that, uh, that he's too much like Terrell Edmonds to uh, really look into this and play a part. Uh, that sounds too smart for it. It sounds like something too smart for me to say. <laughs> well, here's, here's what else. And if it was Bob Labriola, he said also said this yesterday that he would like to look at Cam Sutton back there. Mm. Now I love I love that in the fact that it gets James Pierre on the field more. Right. And unless Hayden's hurt, then you can't do this. Right. But if you put Sutton back there, now you're. You still have Norwood, the rookie, doing exactly what he had been doing before. And I don't know if you want to upset that. Whatever it is, whatever exact niches he filled, he was flip-flopping with Mason or, or Minka. Minka seemed to be, he would look at him and say, okay, I want to come up. I, I, I smell something here. You go back. It seemed to be he was at Minka's beck and call. And that, that kind of was his niche. I don't know. But he can do some free safety things, and he can do some slot things. And uh, the other guy is um, – who's the other safety? Oh, Killebrew. Well, I think he's the guy you want to use more in run situations. He's a little more linebacker than, than pass cover, and he's not much of a punt blocker either. <laughs> well, you know what? Nah. I said there go. That was such a flop. I mean, Sammy, you ask your daughter, Wex. I'll bet you she said that wouldn't pass <laughs> in the British Premier League. You know, that flop. But I think yeah. didn't. Didn't they show an angle where he did smack his leg with his hand? I'm not sure. I, I'm not I, sure. I, I, smack, smack is very liberal. Because I was sitting in the end zone for that. I mean, it was it was a graze. I mean, it was a graze. It really it, was. Man, oh, man. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. To me, you, was, you asked Sammy. Sammy will set you straight, buddy. <laughs> it was choreographed. Okay. It, was, it looked like a choreographed wrestling move. Yeah. Uh, that's essentially well, what it was. Yeah, and then TJ got hurt like three plays later. Yeah. You know, that call isn't made. TJ's uh, playing this week. Well, yeah, but you can't blame that on, on Miles. I mean, for crying out loud, that's yeah, one of those no, things. I, I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Lex says, I can do what I want, and I'm and going to. scene. And scene. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's crazy, 
But uh, you know, to, you know, this this COVID thing is starting to to jump around again. You see, out in LA, they they're losing Joey Bosa and uh, defensive yeah, yeah. lineman. Who was it? Uh, a good, a Tillery. Good defensive lineman, Tillery, out of Notre Dame. Yeah, he's he's their. I think he's their best defensive tackle. So, yeah, yeah. That's well, crazy. You know, but that's well, that's the nature of the beast right now. Again, we're still in that sort of. Um, I don't know. We're not. Every time you think that we're progressing over the pandemic, it seems to rise back up and, and start to bite you a little I, bit. I, I think we're just erring on the side of caution and just sticking with the rules that they established at the beginning of the season and riding it out and then transferring the, uh, hopefully transferring the ideas uh, uh, at the end of the year. Um, Let but, me... uh, you know, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, we're going yeah, hand signals go with okay. Yeah, yeah. The then, all right, then I got yeah. it. We all right, I got. It. Yeah, so yeah, I wanted to ask it. you, what was Carl Joseph coming out of West Virginia? Because I thought he was a pretty high-ranked player um, that was a free safety. But is he a strong safety? He's built like one. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the allure that he could be built like a strong safety and play free safety. But that might actually be the myth that he's. I mean, he's been cut by a couple teams now, and, and I thought he was a really good college player. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, his, I, his, his coach uh, is a was a huge is a huge Steelers fan. His his uh, coordinator uh, Gibson, I believe his name is. He uh, is a huge Steelers fan, and he was raving about Joseph being a Polamalu type, and he thought he would fit the Steelers just perfectly. Obviously, the Steelers the Steelers then had him in the Steelers may have felt the same way and that's how they eventually got up ended up with them but so far he hasn't uh, you know he may be activated for practice today we we may see him out there getting reps with the first or second team today but uh, otherwise he's been a scout team guy oh well we 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 need something we need something <laughs> out there so hopefully hopefully Carl Joseph can 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 grow his hair long and channel some of those inner inner Palomalu feelings um but, you know, when, when you look at just kind of the situation of this Charger squad, where they're at, and and the Steelers squad, and where we're at, I mean, what can you glean, if anything, for trying to, to visualize how this, how this can go? Because you're sitting at teams with pretty much, we'll just call it similar records. I'm not going to argue the semantics over a half game uh, with our tie. But, you know, you're sitting at a team 5-3-1 and one versus 5-4. and four, And as great as the Chargers have looked, has also been as bad as they've looked in their four losses. Um, you know, just kind of where do you see this team at with Justin Herbert uh, and the offense? And then, of course, where they're at defensively. Um, you know, what, what, do you, what do you see in those two? Well, I haven't really broken them down yet. Um, I, I, you know, just went through the, the – press conference and listening to uh, Mike Tomlin talk about what they have and they still have Keenan Allen and they have a couple other receivers and a good tight end and you know uh, it's been said that their offensive line is weak but you know I I thought the beginning of the year they were saying it was strong and they had they had picked up Matt Filer and uh, I believe they have uh, the line coach out there too as an assistant so I'm sure that went in picking up Filer they have Filer right yes they do at the left yes, guard, and, uh, and who's the, uh, the, the sweet, sweet piece? Yeah, out there? yeah. Sean uh, yeah. Jeepers, when I'm, uh, I'm just blanking on it Sarah, right now. Sarah, Sarah, 
Surrett. Surrett. That's Surrett. right. All of that. Surrett. Surrett. Yeah. yeah, Sean Surrett. Yeah, Sean yeah. Surrett. And, and, Great guy. And I had heard, yeah, I had heard they were doing a good job with the Lions at the beginning of the year. And now I'm hearing that. So I'm not sure what to expect. I haven't seen any film of them. And defensively, they just lost their star pass rusher. And, you know, he's very similar to TJ. They're both losing a, a premier. Yeah, Joey Bosa went down. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I love Derwin James. And he, he's a Minka. And when he's healthy, and uh, he is going to be the only Minka in this game. So Well, he is fantastic, isn't he? I mean, just watching yeah. that. You know, is this his third or fourth year? Which year is it? Well, he was 2018 was his rookie year, and then he missed that game in 2019. So this would be 18, 19, 20, fourth year. Fourth and year. he's been injured. Yeah, and the, the one game he did play against the Steelers as a rookie, I thought he was outstanding. And he's got that Minka size and that Minka, Minka – you know, Minka misses a lot of tackles, but, man, he can hit. <laughs> There's no hitter. doubt. There's no doubt. I don't but, understand all the – you know, you think about it, 14 missed tackles with Seattle, 10, 10 here in Detroit – um, I don't know, man. There's got to be an answer to the missed tackles. Uh, they've got to address that and do so in a way that – because long-term, that, that can just – this will kill you. Well, Wolf, after they put on that pitiful tackling performance against Seattle, they came out – was it the Browns? They just blew them up all over the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just about want to. And after I, being embarrassed, you want to a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, very true. So I expect – I expect that one two to return this week after this past embarrassment. All right, thank you, Wex. We appreciate yeah. you, brother. We got to roll. Uh, we got to somehow they got to come up. That's Max's dog saying it's time to go. We got to go to break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a break dog. It's a break dog. <laughs> break dog. All right. Thanks so much for being in the locker room, brother. All right. That's Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider, and the editor or the author of the great book about Troy Palomalu. So we'll be back after this. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're ready here to go in the locker room because we got the calls lined up. It's 412-919-1316. I believe we got Ernesto from Long Beach, not Short Beach, but Ernesto, you're in the locker room. <laughs> Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, yesterday, I didn't have a lot of time. We were running out of time, but thanks for taking my call. Not a problem. So, Not Ernesto, no tell me what's on your gourd. I'm sorry? I said, Ernesto, tell me what's on your gourd. You know, your melon, La Cabeza. There you go. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, I just wanted to throw out there, if Big Ben plays, uh, Big Ben's uh, all-time record against the Chargers is 3-3, three and three, so hopefully he can make that a 4-3 and three and uh, be over uh, – that tie right there. We don't like those ties. We don't want to kiss our sisters. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No. Enough, no, no. enough ties. You know what I mean? But Ernesto, what's the, what's the weather like out that way? Uh, I think it's around 70, maybe 60 something right now. Oh, that's pretty that nice. Bad. That yeah, sounds man. awfully nice. And that's also 825 in the morning, Wolf. We'll be playing at 825 at night. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> well, we won't be playing. <laughs> 
We they won't be will be the, the game will be occurring at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to make sure. So what's your take on it, Ernesto? What are you thinking? So I'm really interested to see how things play out from here on out. You know, we didn't do so well uh, last year towards the end of the season. We did lose four of our last five games, including that game to the Brownies, which, uh, you know, I couldn't sleep that night. Right. But, uh, you know, I feel like we have a more uh, balanced offense this year. The running game isn't awesome, but it's better. And, uh, you know, I feel like if we're going to go on a nice little playoff run, uh, this is the time. You know, it's, it's, it's the last week of November. We're getting uh, December's coming up. Uh, it's the time to do it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have been talking about Ben's uh, decline in, in, in recent years towards the end of the season. And uh, just want to know what you guys think about it. Well, personally, I, I, I got to tell you something. When you're at 38 years old, as he was last year, you don't need to be thrown 50 times a game. You know what I mean? That's just something, again, yeah. the, the running attack was what failed the Steelers last year, in my most humble opinion. You know, I and mean, there's other mitigating factors. You talk about defensively, what went on occurred there and so forth. Uh, but the, the, the bottom line is if you don't have a running attack to supplant and support your, uh, your, your passing game, and especially – in December, no, you know, January, that sort of thing, you're going to have issues in the Northeast. You know, that's a problem. And then uh, I wanted to recommend a couple, if you guys are going to be out here in L.A., I wanted to recommend a couple eating spots. You know, I know you guys <laughs> okay. Uh, there we go. So, uh, All right. There is it. a place called Red Palace. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, waiters there told me that Juju actually ate there before. You know how Juju's from Long Beach. Okay, and, I didn't, uh, I didn't actually. I didn't know it was for, what. What makes Long Beach Long Beach? Okay, what's that? Oh boy, <laughs> the name itself. It's a Long Beach. We're along the coast. Beautiful weather. Hardly get any rain. Long strip uh, of sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's a place called Red Palace. Is that what you said? Red Palace. It's an all-you-can-eat meat place. Oh. You know, they serve a little bit of rice if you ask for it, or. or Rice papers. It's a Korean barbecue restaurant, oh. and uh, you know, it's all you can eat, and it's not super expensive. The uh, the menu's pretty big, and also, if you're not feeling like that, if you're feeling like a really big sub, I would recommend a place in San Pedro called Busy Bees. They have a, a they have a really big sub sandwiches. You know, I can't finish them, but I'm pretty sure you guys can finish them. <laughs> I think that that. Oh yeah, wow. that could go down, no doubt about well, say, it. Say that name you one know, more time. Get, you get a busy nice bees, brisket. I'm sorry. You said busy bees, right? Busy bees in San Pedro. Uh, I recommend the brisket. Okay. You get some of that brisket broth and dip the sandwich in it. Uh, oh, like in a jus. Oh yeah. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love it. I just wanted. I just wanted to say, well, if, uh, I'll be looking for a big flathead at the stadium to see if I can find you. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard to see that with the melon or la cabeza that I have, my friend. It shouldn't be a hard find, all right? <laughs> I'm going to look up a picture of Max because I can't picture him. <laughs> all you got to oh, know is he's 6'8". Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. You, you'll I find him out, pretty I, easy, too. I, I definitely stick out in the crowd. Don't worry about that. I, I will be present. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ernesto. We appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Guys. All right. Let's move on. We got Daryl in Hawaii. 
Daryl, you're in the locker room, my friend. Hey, guys. I just want to bring a topic uh, for discussion. You know, um, Heinz Field is uh, one of the last open uh, stadiums with grass. And being the second half started really, the weather started getting bad with rain and uh, wind and cold. And it's starting to get muddy. I just wanted to um, get your opinion on both of you, since you guys are offensive linemen, that how much more an advantage, home field advantage, which is less and less with all the domes that's coming in, playing an old seven team that plays half its games in a dome, how much more home and field advantage do you guys feel as the linemen have during the running game in those type of conditions? I'll give you first shot at that, Max. You know, I think the biggest thing is – it, it, it provides an element where you feel more comfortable than your opponent, right? Because you are involved in the elements. You are out there uh, experiencing weather. And for a lot of teams, they don't want to experience that weather. They want to, they, you know, they want the confines of knowing that everything's temperature controlled. You have a, a consistent surface and that's what it's going to be. So when I look at it, I'm like, you know, this is great for the Steelers in a lot of respects, but for the most part, it, it's just about a mindset as well. It's a mindset that, hey, we're just going to go out there and play, whatever the conditions are. And it kind of gives you the true football field, especially being in the northeastern region of the country. Like, this is what it's going to be like. Like, I know Cleveland is also one of those other places where it's natural grass. It's out in the elements as well. And then you go to Cincinnati. Yes, it's artificial grass, but it's outdoor. Baltimore, artificial grass, but outdoor. Like, they're halfway there, but Cleveland and Pittsburgh are those two old school teams that you look at and you're just like, man, this is crazy. And look at even the Chicago Bears are thinking about switching to a field house um, from their old place. So it's something that's, that's just is a very nostalgic thing. But this is one of the things I harped on during pregame. This is something I will say and at, at postgame. This is the per, that's the perfect type of weather and situation for running the football. Why mm. we did not is beyond me. So I'm just going to, you know, put it on. Hey, the coach knows more than I do. He gets paid a lot more to know that. But if it were me, if it were if it were up to my taste and appetites, I would have ran in that because that's perfect running weather. That's what offensive linemen want in those situations. Fat guys can run all day in that weather. That's the whole thing about it. That's, you know, the, the running of the bulls, you can get after it. And it's, it's great because, you, you know, you're always you got that, cool weather about you you make friends with the mud you know it's okay you know you're gonna get muddy you're gonna get uh, wet you're gonna be a little miserable in some ways but that's okay you know and it 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 helps a lot I always go back to the game I remember back in 88 playing the Dolphins in the last game of the season at Three Rivers when in fact it was like uh, 20 it was in the teens 20 early uh, low 20s or something and neither team we neither of us were going to the playoffs but Miami came in and the defensive tackle I was playing against in the line of scrimmage, he had on a full hoodie underneath his shoulder pads because we didn't have all the sort of uh, you know streamlined warm uh, gear, warm or cold weather gear that they have nowadays available. He had on uh, you know those gray sweats <laughs> underneath his football pants. He all he wanted to do was get on the plane, get the game over, get on the plane, and get home. And that's that was the biggest difference is we beat the Dolphins that day because they just wanted to go home and, and be in warm weather. And so that's 
that's the, the best way I can put it. That experience there really said so much about what happens in the Northeast football in December. Exactly. And I think that, you know, when the conditions change, especially in the second half, that's your time to make the changes and use that to your advantage as coaches. You know, the great coaches, they make adjustments. And those are one of the adjustments that could have been made. And well, I totally agree with you guys. No doubt about it. Look, a little play action would have been wonderful. A little bit of screen passing could have been wonderful there. You know, I mean, those are the elements that you can add to your passing attack. Um, you don't need <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a passing attack. A uh, ceremonial ripping of here's a playpen. Yeah, <laughs> cut it in half. We don't. We don't need. We don't need all the all the five and seven step drop. Just go into run play action. Quick game. Yeah, That's exactly. It. So throw some screens in there to mix it up. Yeah, it should have been run, run, run. And I thought, and I thought the new uh, offensive coordinator was hired so we could run the ball more. There's no doubt about it, and uh, I got. I would be. I would be surprised if uh, he was not reminded of that at some point here. You know, I mean, it's it just what it is. I mean, the, the, uh, you you want to come in, reestablish the run. Uh, Mr. Rooney said it at the beginning of the year in the off season. He said, "Hey, we need to run the ball more," and we've shown the ability to run the ball more. And this could have been a game where easily, I think, um, you know, Najee could have had 40, 40 rushes. You know, I mean, yeah. especially with the overtime. at least. 35 yeah. minimum. Yeah, minimum. minimum. Yeah. And, and if we did run the ball, imagine how much of the turnovers would have been cut down. Those high snaps wouldn't have been there. Exactly. The would have been not there. The whole change of the game plan would have been different. Now, the one thing that's different, I remember Mike Tomlin said, listen, we're not going to change the shotgun and stuff like that. But at that point in time, I got I, I would say, you know, if you've had some problems with a wet ball, and I understand you got a rookie center and there's a lot of things going on there. Um, but at the same time, uh, getting under center, if your center is having a little bit of an issue, it's not a bad idea. Definitely not. Especially in those type of conditions. Yeah. So, anything else? Hey, Daryl, what's the weather out there? Balls. Hey, Daryl. The weather's perfect out here. <laughs> We're having like 75, 85 degrees, sunny, warm, nice beach weather. Do you ever go to Waikiki Beach there? Oh, yeah. I surf there all the time. I have a board there at the rack. But unfortunately, it burned two times this year. The surfboard rack had two um, arson um Oh, you're kidding me. Who goes along and plays? Who, go, who goes that, along that, and that, did, that's just ridiculous. That, that's that, wrong. That, that, that's maddening. Yeah, that is. Somebody would do it. that. Would do that. I lost yeah, two boards no. there. Oh, that's terrible, Daryl. The closest I ever came to surfing was body surfing in San Diego, and I, I tell you what, uh, I, I was riding a pretty good wave there, and it all of a sudden disappeared disappeared and i think i i left my face imprint on the uh beach there in san diego because man i i went down oh. hard <laughs> that, that hurt well, well you better not come to sandy beach here in hawaii it's one of the most dangerous beaches in hawaii they even have a saying you get sandy beach back from going over the falls right onto bare sand oh my goodness no we don't want to go there thank you no. brother daryl we appreciate you so right. much have a good one yeah. thank you guys thank you buddy cool. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll come back with more right here in the locker room. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Bell Lap in the locker room. Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. 
We're going to uh, go to the phones here in a minute. But, you know, Max, just off the top of my very flat head, as uh, Ernesto liked to remind, <laughs> remind me, uh, you know, looking at this game and the fact that the, the possibility exists that, that Ben is not going to be able to participate, um, you know, I, I found it interesting, and Mike even said in the press conference yesterday, there's really not a lot of different um, or differences in the game planning for both. Now, I would I would con- have a little bit uh, concern if you wanted to go into the game thinking you're going to throw the ball 50 times again because, to me, it, again, it's that, that situation where I don't think I, – I don't think, you know, Mason, why, why would you put him under – that sort of thing, you know, where you're going to throw the ball that many times. Yeah, I mean, this this, <clears throat> this is something where, you know, I'm not I'm not here to second guess, right? It's not my position right. to be an offensive coordinator because if that was the case, I would be coaching and trying to be an offensive coordinator. True. That's not what I'm saying. But I am an evaluator of talent. I am a person who has a skill and knowledge base that sees things and I have a great vantage point from week to week and from my experience and from my vision and what I see the opportunity appeared to be there that the run should have been the emphasis the way this team is built right now when you don't have been there right right and the field conditions dictated that it should have been more run emphasis instead of putting the ball in the air when it is wet, when it is windy, and when it is cold. Because, A, what do we know? Water seeps into leather. Yep. Therefore, making it, what, heavier, harder to grip, therefore, harder to catch. And when something is cold, that compressed air gets more dense, objects become harder when they have compressed air inside of them. So, unless you're you in New England. in the air. <laughs> Unless you're in New England, and then, we, but we don't even want to get into that conversation. There's a, there's a medication for that. Um, anyways, uh, but I think that's where you kind of just that type of logic says better to handball from human to human uh, with contact to contact, right? Than to pass it with the air. That's why we. I question why you would make that decision to do it. Not not to do it in general, but fifty times. Yeah. That was that. That's where the conundrum was when the guys on the other side of the field were doing what I was thinking we should have done, and so then if you had two teams going head to head, equal on equal in that situation, it we might have gotten a different result because I felt like our offensive line was going to be better if we utilized them the way that the Lions' offensive line utilized. Exactly. Them. We had a guy by the name of Zach Banner, number seventy-two, sitting on the sidelines waiting. To call the eligible, to, to swipe up and down <laughs> on the front numbers like, hey, this number can accept passes, but I'm not open right now. <laughs> you know Exactly. That, and we didn't see that. We didn't no. get that, and we got an aerial, and that's when you lead to the fumbles we had. Right. The snap issues we had. Right. Because you're less likely uh, to have a snap issue, taking it from under center, to then hand it off. Yeah. Just saying. So that's when I say – I'm not here to judge and critique because obviously Matt Canada, there's a reason why he got paid to that right. position, got elevated to that position. But at the same time, as a former player, as an analyst, it di- it didn't make a lot of sense to put in that situation. And I know Mike T was trying to protect Canada by saying, hey, overtime skewed it. It was 13-2. Right. 13-2 yeah. was a dissemination of 15 
overtime plays, you chose to throw it 13 times. Yeah. Ouch. You know, just that's all I can say. Ouch. And I understand. Again, I I, I, I know that. And, I, and I, I'm not one to throw bricks either. You know what I mean? The, the problem is yeah. the player DNA that we both have is screaming at out and saying, you run the ball. Just run the ball. You know, but that is what it is. Okay. So we got to go on to the phone lines. We got our last caller. We got CR and Juan from uh, Chicago and, and Carolina. Hey, you guys are in the locker room. What's up? Hey, good morning, guys. CR, Southern Nation, Chicago. Hey, good morning, guys. Juan, Charleston Connection. How you guys doing? Good, good. How are you guys this morning? Uh, we, we, we're hanging in there. Just wanted to give you an update. We had six calls yesterday, 17 calls this week, 164 calls this season, man. You guys are doing great, man. Hey, no, it's the callers are doing great. <laughs> well, well if, if it wasn't for you all on there, you know, uh, you probably wouldn't be calling I'm going to make a real quick comment, and I'm going to let Juan take over. All right, here we go. You were talking about, you talking about surfing. Uh, would, it, would it be more like whaling instead of surfing? I think whaling is a proper, appropriate term. Yeah, you know? yes. But all yes. I know is face planting was really the appropriate term at the end of it. Because when, when, when that wave, when it just crashed, wow, did I just, ooh, that was, it was brutal. <laughs> All right, so I didn't know if you guys saw it on the Sunday night um, broadcast. You know, they already started advertising Steelers versus Chargers. So they put the picture of Justin Herbert for the Chargers, and then they had the picture of Cam Hero for the Steelers. So uh, Warren Sapp, he was going to tweet, talking about who was number 97. So um, PFF, they tweeted back and say the highest rated defenders the season so far. And Cam Hero tweet. So I think Cam here is going to have a big game to show Warren Sapp who he is. What you guys got to think about this? I like that. Hey, what do you think about that, Max? I mean, you got a little peer pressure going on. Cam, hey, Cam's just had a, a spectacular year thus far. I mean, really yeah. talk about in all all elements. The man, whether it's the run defense or pass defense, he has really been uh, terrific. He has he has filled he he has a stat line in every statistical category. Yeah, for defense. Yeah, that, that includes that's all interceptions. You can say right there. Yeah. Interception and pass breakups. Yes. He has DB stats as a D tackle. I know. I That's know. all we got to say. That's all we got to say. Yeah. It's a drop the mic moment right there. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it wasn't for TG on the defense, I think this guy will be considered for defensive player of the year. Well, that could well be. You know, I mean, the two of them, you got those two guys playing together. They are really, they are really the uh, a product of one plus one equals three. That both of them playing together like that, it, it's it's more than just either one of them individually. They really do a great job of uh, you know complementing each other in their whether it's run support or pass rush, they get the job done. Now we just got to make sure that our second liners and some of our uh, tacklers out there come across and get the job done. That's where we're lacking. Sure, yeah, tackling. I agree with you, guys. Sure, yeah. okay, the tackling. Uh, a quick shout-out to Ernesto and Daryl. I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, hey, guys, you know, uh, right now, uh, Steeler Nation is, is really a hot mess because, um, you know, from 33 to 23 Jan uh, December 72, the Steelers were, were like the laughing stock of the NFL. Then in January 69, coach, uh, they hired Coach Nall, and the, who was the team's 14th head coach in 52 years. And uh, we've had only three coaches since that time. Right. Um 
And this is a, the the Steelers have excuse me the first team to win back to back Super Bowls twice, the first team to win four Super Bowls in six years, right? The first team to win six Super Bowls, the first team to win Super Bowl as a sixth seed. And so right now, the overwhelming of people in Steelers Nation are, are are really um just uh uptight right now, a little bit from being spoiled. Some are entitled, arrogant, intolerant, and demanding. Uh, and now wait a minute. I don't agree with arrogant. I don't do. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. All right. You're you're going overboard there. Well, well, it depends. It depends on the the people who are writing the the notes. I mean, who are you know giving the feedback? Not necessarily here on the radio show, but across the Facebook and all that other kind of stuff. It can be very very ugly. But the bottom line here is that you know we all are still a nation. And uh, in this house, we are diehard fans. In this house, we are very passionate. In this house, we are still a nation. In this house, we are family. Very good indeed, fellas. Yes, Thank you so absolutely. much. We appreciate All you. Right. In the meantime and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right, woo, woo. gentlemen. We'll see you. We'll talk to you later this week. Good job. It, boys. All right. Well, here, you know, the one thing about it is Steelers Nation is indeed uh, coast to coast and uh, even in Hawaii and around the world. You got them all over the place. But, you know, one thing I love about Steelers Nation is that uh, there's a hardcore group of people. They love their team, love uh, the Steelers, and uh, they support them. I, and one of the things I love is being able to meet so many people from Steelers Nation because it's uh, – I think that they are terrific and great people, and they really do a great job of supporting the team. So I don't know about you, Max, but I've never met uh, you know uh, fans that uh, quite like Steelers fans. Yeah, no, I mean Steelers fans are one of a kind, and you know I know we 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 have Steeler Nation, but I mean Steeler fans are worldwide, and 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 in my travels, and I'm sure in your travels, mm-hmm. we I've seen Steeler fans on. A lot of different, a lot of different continents. Um, oh yeah, and they they are far and wide, and I I've been so excited to see them. In fact, you can't. I mean, you're in certain places, you just can't help but stop and say, "Oh my God, go Steelers!" Like you know, because we we when you, when you see that symbol on somebody's shirt, a hat, or some paraphernalia, a sticker, a tag, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, where'd you get it? Uh, where was the most awkward? Where was the most?" Remote place you think you've seen a Steeler fan in your travels? Hmm. Well, actually, it was here. Uh, it was at Steelers uh, football camp, fantasy camp, and it was a guy from um, not Uzbekistan, but one of those satellite countries of Russia over there. Okay. You know, I, I right. can't remember. Yeah. I, I can't remember. But it was like one of those, you know, formerly of the Soviet Union, and now they're a satellite country. So the guy All came right. over for it. It was unbelievable. All right. My most remote – I actually have two. Uh, I met one in the Maldives, oh. which is obviously an island country there in the, you know, in the, or a group of islands, I should say, in the Indian Ocean. Right. That was one. And it was a native Maldivian. Maldivian. I think. A Maldiver. Maldivian. So what do you call a, a guy that dives in, that's in the Maldives? A Maldiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Apparently, there's there's something down there. He has to get in the store. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I did not mean to make. You- <laughs> oh man, I almost spit that all over the, the <laughs> computer. I had a mouthful of seltzer. Oh man, that that oh boy, that bubble in the brain. <laughs> yeah, it went and up then, the nose. Hey, hey, as long as it doesn't get in the veins. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
But I think uh, Macedonia was the craziest one. Really? It, yeah. And in Macedonia, we were at the U.S. Embassy there because we were getting a visa. And the guy working behind the desk had a, had, had a Steeler pin on his lapel of his shirt. No kidding. That's and, cool. And what makes it even funnier, he was Italian living in Macedonia working for the embassy. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, so, How does that work? Exactly. Once again... That's the craziest, and I'm like, and of all places, right? A biblical city, that old of a city, right? Macedonia, right? That's <laughs> so true. Those yeah. are my two, those are my those are my two craziest ones. Italy's <laughs> not as crazy. Italy, not not so much. Um, when I was in Italy, but yeah, definitely Macedonia and Maldives were the two where I was like, wow, this is crazy. Steeler fans are everywhere. That's crazy. I did meet someone. I was over in um, London, but not with the Steelers. It was just you know a trip that I'd taken over there with the family. Took them over there. And you'd meet them. But, uh, you know, they're good football fans over there. Although they're all football as in soccer. You know, with Foot- the kickball. Footballers. Yes, footballers. footballers. No <laughs> doubt about yeah. it. <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys for joining us today in the locker room. Appreciate you. We're on, uh, what, Wednesday. And then tomorrow we start breaking down the, oh, the L.A. Chargers. Uh, so we get after them tomorrow, Max. And I know you're going to get yeah. ready for your USC-UCLA game. That coming up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Beautiful. I got that the day before, so day I'll be in L.A. You're like a day back early to back. scouting. Yeah, and you I know, get... back to back. I didn't have the travel, though. That's a good thing. The travel is in a car between <laughs> games, which is nice. Very nice indeed. <laughs> All right, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room back tomorrow at the 10 a.m. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.